quack, quack, quack. It's your boy, Adam Shamel. It's your Sunday morning, very holy, instant requaction, where I recap all that happened yesterday, which yesterday was a dominating win over Stanford. Though for a while, I'm sure Duck fans like me, you thought maybe it wasn't going to be so dominating. Because there was a moment, you know, like basically the first half, (laughs) where it looked like it was going to be one of those Stanford games. And you all know what I'm talking about. One of those where one of the teams is highly ranked, the other not so much. You know, there's some more heat on the other one, and then all of a sudden, doesn't matter, throw it out the window, it's a game. And we were down 6-0, to which doesn't sound like a big deal, but uh, we'll get into it. There was some drama. I've got 12 hot quakes here, hot quacks, hot takes. Oh, one day this pun will work, I swear. I'll force it in there. Now, I got 12 of them here. Number one, slow start, like I was saying. Now, it was a slow start, but it was not a disastrous start. You know what I mean? It wasn't because we were getting so many penalties that we were shooting ourselves in the foot. It wasn't because we were turning over the ball. It wasn't because we were making dumb mistakes or anything like that. It was literally because Stanford played a good two, you know, drives of defense. We nearly, I mean, the same time, if if it doesn't go through Tez Johnson's hand, if there's a little less mustard on it, if Tez Johnson, you know, has got a little speed under him, I think it was, a, it was kind of 50-50 that, that first catch that didn't connect or that first pass that didn't connect. Um, uh, and if a number of things, if, if um, Bucky Irving would have, maybe forced through, broken through a couple more tackles on that day, on that second drive, he would have gotten a first down. I mean, I'm not about to say those two first drives are are terrible. I mean, we are on the road. Stanford does have talent, uh, theoretically. And it's not something I want to see against Washington, obviously, in Seattle. I don't want to see two quick three and outs. But was not the end of the world. It's just that they happened to come at the beginning of the game, so they felt more important. Um, that being said, Stanford was going all out on those opening drives. You know, really running their QB, running their tight ends, uh, really showing us probably stuff we haven't really seen before from them. Even then, both drives involved them going for it on fourth down, on fourth and shorts. Um, or converting like long third downs, you know, or, or making them more manageable and then them, uh, them beating us in, you know, short play there. And then it didn't really happen for the rest of the game. So I'm not too afraid actually forcing them to two field goals shows that overall this defense is improving over the years, uh, you know, over the past duck teams and you know, in times past, that would have been fourteen to zero, a real quick fourteen to zero, and we're freaking out. So to force them to two field goals, solid, honestly. Um, I, I'm not going to say I wasn't sweating it, but then the second we scored that first touchdown, it's like, oh, okay, this game's over. <laughs> it really felt like that. Um, shout out to Justin Lamson though. He he really had us sweating for a minute there. I mean, didn't throw a touchdown. 
but got some good yardage for a while. And again, if your best plays, I said this against Texas Tech too, if your best plays are a QB run when you're not a team especially known for having, you know, uh, a Lamar Jackson or something like that, then, or a Khalil Tate or whoever you want to do, um, then, yeah, we're, our defense is doing well if a QB run is your best move. Now, number three, penalty problems on pause. I don't want to jinx us by saying they're gone or anything because we did play in basically, I mean, it. oh, my goodness. There's more Duck fans. There's more fans in general in an Oregon spring game. Uh, it seemed like there were more Oregon fans there than Stanford fans, which I would believe. I mean, online, on Twitter, the guys who would know who were there, definitely multiple people were saying, uh, I think there's more Oregon fans here, <laughs> which you got to believe. Um, yeah, so which is, which is sweet. I got to love that. Penalty problems on, problem, uh, on pause, though, because we only got two, which is significantly less than we have been getting. Because even against Colorado, we got, I don't know, five or six that did slow us down, didn't stop us. We were still scoring like crazy in the first half, but did slow us down. Uh, against Texas Tech, it was a big old problem. I mean, honestly, nearly cost us the game. Here, we only have two. Now, one of those very easily preventable, Brandon Dorless with the whole delay a game, making noises, trying to get them to jump. Hey, he got caught. And then uh, Nico, Nico Reed actually, got called for a defensive pass interference in the third, but then immediately afterwards made a good pass breakup, so almost made up for it, really. And that's just diving into the secondary. So I'm pretty happy with that. Secondary was tested in this. Now, number four, this is a tough one. We got some injury problems. We don't know how serious this is. Unless it's very, very serious, Dan Lanning doesn't really want to tell you. Now we got Kyrie Jackson, who definitely got banged up. Actually got banged up immediately after I tweeted how great he was. So that's on me, y'all. I will shut up. Once again, X does a terrible thing because they're a terrible website. Uh... Yeah, so that that was hard to watch. Uh, it, according to sources, quote unquote, it seemed like it was maybe a hip injury. He was walking around on the sideline, went on the bike. He uh, was still suited up the entire time. We've got two weeks till Washington. We'll see what happens there. It would be a huge loss without him, um, but we'll, we'll see. I, I do love how the secondary stepped up after that, though. And then Popo Amave, which is a tough one because there's been a lot of injury in his history here at Oregon. He was also injured. I have no information on that one besides um, I think he it looked a little more serious. But, no, no, you know, no news on that one. So two injuries, probably a few more. We had a few f- people that we were hoping to see, Justin Jacobs, uh, Nishad Strother, stuff like that. Or guys like that. Um, we haven't seen them, but maybe we didn't need to see them. You know, maybe they would have been good to go, but who knows? Two weeks. Very nice that we have the bye week. It's huge, honestly. 
Now, number five, secondary second to none. This is this is some. It's been a while since we have had had a secondary that has shut teams down like this. Where I mean, it helps that we're having a pass rush. Obviously, that always helps. Shortens the clock that they actually have to defend receivers. But our secondary looks pretty freaking locked down to me right now. Now, I am talking way too soon because we're about to play Washington, which no matter how much crap you want to talk about them, has an elite passing offense. No one would say otherwise. So, I mean, if you're going to be a hater, which you should be because they're the Huskies, you should say basically every other you know part of their team is a little bit of a question mark but their passing offense is legit and as long as we don't get completely torched which may happen maybe a wake up call as long as we don't get completely torched then i'm going to be willing and and if we win that game and if it isn't you know embarrassing on the secondary's part i'm willing to say this could be the best secondary in the pack Especially, I mean, Kyrie Jackson, as I said, as I jinxed him, has been very fun to watch, has been dominant, but others have stepped up. Um, others have absolutely stepped up, even when he was out. I mean, Jaleel Florence looked really good. Nico Reed came in, uh, played some really good snaps. Dante Manning, you know, uh, stepped in really well, had had a bunch of great highlights, and that goes to show good recruiting, development. It's wonderful that Dante Manning is still on this team, still hanging out, because he came in, and without him, I mean, if they would have had just a a quick option to throw to, that could have opened up everything for Stanford, and this may have been a a closer game, but no, no, no. Tyson Johnson's been very fun to watch. I'm loving this secondary. Evan Williams, hard hitter, got a sack in this game. Love to see it. Is continuing to, yeah, just come out of nowhere and just blast dudes. Number six, the real Sac State. Now, I know Troy Taylor, he coached at Sac State, but consider this. Maybe we are the real Sac State, okay? I mean, we're not a state school. We are a state school. We don't have the word state. But we're the University of Sac, okay? Because 11 tackles for loss, five sacks. They all felt pretty big. I mean, like, three of those sacks, I swear, were right at the end, like, back to back to back, just teeing off. But the thing I really like is the 11 tackles for loss because that that's what changed everything. That's what took away their early success, um, driving down the field on those long drives. No more because they were taking negative yardage. Uh, the sacks came in huge. Unfortunately, we injured their one of their, one of their two QBs, too. Um, you know, shout out to him, but that's unfortunate. Evan Williams got that sack, as I was saying, seven tackles. Um, also, two tackles for a loss for Jordan Birch. You love to see that coming into his own. Tackle for a loss for Taki Tamani, Taimani even. That's amazing. Bryce Betcher got in there with half a sack or something like that, half a tackle for a loss. Uh, Jerry Mixon, Brandon Dorless got himself a sack. Everybody's eating good. Kyrie Jackson got a sack before he was, you know, out. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Yum, 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 yum. Number seven, Franklin is a game changer. Back in his hometown, they kept saying it. Love to see it. 
Troy Franklin shined, as always, seven receptions on seven targets, got two touchdowns, 117 yards, dear Lord. Um, Amazing. Was born in East Palo Alto, California, came back, should run for mayor. (sighs) One of, if not the best receiver in the Pac-12. I said it. I said it there. I said it. I mean, I'm a homer, but yeah. Troy Franklin is just doing elite things out there, someone that you always have to be watching out for, which just makes the the rest of the offense better. And the fact that we're going for him, it's not just him running out these deep routes and defenses being like, eh, they're probably not going to go for him, though. Like, Knicks is willing to go for him, and I love it. Number eight, we're still avoiding turnovers. Yes, avoiding turnovers in multiple ways because – there were, uh, not in this case really, I believe there's a fumble we didn't get, but still nice to see. And um, no, I don't remember many options where we could have picked it off. There were some wonderful pass deflections, but there was no obvious near misses for us. But we didn't force a turnover in this game. However, we're, we also didn't turn over, the, turn over the ball, which leaves us where we were last week, winning the turnover battle. Six to one. I do not mind that. Six to one. Hell yeah. In fact, six is kind of our lucky number right now, I would say. Me personally. Because that's this is two games in a row, y'all. This is two games in a row we've held our opponents to six points. You know? It's wonderful. I love it. Um... I mean, back in the day, you'd be like, oh, well, Stan- going into the season, like Colorado wasn't supposed to be good. Sanford wasn't supposed to be good. But we've played not good teams in the past and allowed more than six points, especially when we we're putting in, you know, backups and stuff, which we did a lot less against Stanford because it was took us so much longer to get going than against Colorado. But still, two games with six points allowed against Hawaii, we allowed 10 but against Portland State, we allowed seven. And then there's that one outlier, Texas Tech, we allowed 30. Crazy road environment, week two. Those are my excuses anyways. But Texas Tech, I mean, that's where we got our four turnovers, which is good to see that when we needed it, we were forcing them. We allowed four, you know, we we got four turnovers from them. Otherwise, though, we'd be like 2-0 and on the season in the turnover battle, which is pretty interesting. Or 2-1. and which looks less, much less impressive than one side of it. But uh, we also allowed 30 points there. It's tough to say what's going on. I mean, that Washington, our next stretch for the whole year, that's going to, let's see what happens. If, if our defensive numbers are staying there, which they won't, but if we're still in, you know, even under 20, I'll be pretty, I'll be even more impressed with these ducks. It's amazing. Noah Noah, number 10. What does our run game look like at the moment without Noah Whittington? I'll tell you, pretty dang good. Because Jordan James has stepped up real big for us. Holy cow. Jordan James is a ferocious freshman. Ferocious. Thought I'd give that another shot. Uh, Jordan James, six carries for 88 yards. One touchdown, 37 long. That early score that... All had us go. <sighs> also, 13 carries for Bucky, 88 yards, one touchdown. Still good. I mean, not as 
good as Jordan James, but still, you know, just as good. Really. Um, Bo Nix had that one carry, you know, that one that one where he was escaping the pocket, decided to run. It's wonderful to see that when it is not crunch time, but when it feels a little more vital for him to run, or I should say even more importantly, when it's open for him to run, he is using his legs, and it is a huge threat, and it's wonderful to see. Um, and then Jaden Lamar, Dante Dowdle, they got in and... You know, they did their stuff. Good to see. Number 11, great teams cover. Y'all, we've covered every single time. Against Portland State, we covered 48. Against Texas Tech, depending on, you saw 6-5, you saw 8, you saw 7-5. Mostly we covered. You know, even though we probably shouldn't have, we probably should just need it for the win. But it's so much more fun to run it in for the score. Thank you, Basa. Hawaii, we covered 38. Colorado, we covered 21. Y'all remember that. And then Stanford, we covered, didn't look like it at first, but we did cover 27.5. Now, looking around the Pac-12, the bottom 11 is my final point. Pac-12 still looking good. The elite still looking very elite, though I will tell you this. Out of all the top tier, Oregon looked the best because Oregon dominated Stanford, in the end dominated Stanford. Washington definitely beat Arizona. It is a road desert game, so take that as you will. That curse is real. But they only beat them by seven. Arizona did have to rally back, but they were able to rally back. You know, their offense in the end wasn't really sure enough under their backup quarterback. But um, it was a game. There was a possibility for Arizona to tie it up, which has got to be a little concerning, you know, if you're Washington. Or you just throw it out because it's in the desert. So, yeah, that's probably the smarter thing to do. USC, on the other hand, you should not allow that many points to Colorado. I don't care if you're playing in Colorado. That is nuts. That is a bad sign. Still, their offense is elite, but holy cow. Colorado was like one onside kick for, just like Arizona, one onside kick away from maybe upsetting you. So, there is that. Um, Cal, Arizona State, both of them looking bad. I love Scadaboo, though, for ASU. And at this point, you're just rooting for ASU to be like, hey, show some signs of life. And they did show some signs of life. They almost won this game. Uh, didn't look great doing it, but they almost won this game. Cal is, I don't know, they got another win. Just They're just trying to get to a bowl game. They do not look good at all on offense. Um, Utah, Oregon State. Utah is banged up. Give Oregon State credit, but Utah is banged the hell up. Which, you know, I'm not trying to... I wish Brant Keithy and Cam Rising all the luck in the world, but I would love to face them, Utah that is, in Salt Lake City, without those two. Because Nate Johnson ain't it right now. And I'm just saying. But power to Oregon State, but it, yeah, it's a banged up team. UCLA, Washington, I'm stoked as hell to see them next week play. So that's it. This is your requaction for the Oregon-Stanford game. I love y'all. Go Ducks, another win. I'll be here for the bye week talking about something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. See y'all later. Go Ducks. Quack, quack. <laughs>